This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. Today, listeners, we have the traveling Dutchman on the show, a.k.a. founder of Get Paid for Your Pad, a.k.a. Airbnb expert, a.k.a. Jasper Rivers. Jasper has been traveling the world while renting out his apartment on Airbnb, making around 60,000 euros a year from his listing. He has also started a website, podcast, and educational courses on how to help people create their own business through Airbnb. On the show, Jasper shares about how he made this into a business while traveling the world. He also shares about some Airbnb hacks for hosts and guests and where Airbnb is headed in the near future. It's an episode full of great tidbits for any traveler or entrepreneur wanting to make some money on Airbnb. And without further ado, let's welcome Jasper to the show. Welcome Jasper to the podcast. How are you today? I'm great, man. How are yourself? I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. I hear you just got off a five mile bike ride taking your nephew to the doctor. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, his parents are both working, so, you know, I get to, like we talked about before we started recording, I get to be the cool uncle. <laughs> now, you're Dutch, and I know the, the Dutch are famous for their bicycles. I've been up there to visit some friends in Amsterdam and Utrecht, and I'm just, I'm amazed at how many bikes you guys have. More than cars, more than people, I think, right? Absolutely. Way more than people. It's very funny. I mean, it's very typical. I mean, I didn't have a, even have a car when I was living in Amsterdam because there's just no point, you know, like in this, the cities, the streets are so small and this, the cities are quite small. So you're just quicker on bike. Jasper, let's get to know you as the entrepreneur that you are today now. I've heard some really cool things about you. You're traveling the world a lot. You're doing some cool things on Airbnb to provide you passive income. So uh, let's hear about your background and what made you into the digital nomad that you are today. Absolutely. Well, I started my career as a finance trader. Um, I, when I was younger, I always thought that you know making a lot of money was uh, was the same as being successful and happiness. So I, I kind of chased that. I started working for a trading firm in Amsterdam and then later in Chicago. And it went really well. Um, I was you know, I was making a fair bit of cash. And, and at some point, I was living in Chicago in a really beautiful corner apartment on the 44th floor in the center of town. I was driving an Aston Martin, and life seemed pretty good. Nice. But at the same time, I felt like there was something missing. You know, I, I was anticipating that, you know, kind of all my problems and questions would be solved and answered by having financial freedom, but that just wasn't really the case. Um, I, I got quite bored with, you know, sitting in an office all day and, you know, I really wanted uh, some freedom. I wanted some adventure in my life. And, uh, and so I decided to give up my career. I left for Brazil, spent a couple months uh, on the beach in Brazil. And trying to figure out what I what I wanted for my life, and uh, that was kind of the start of uh, of a journey that uh, that's been going on for about seven years now, where I've tried tons of different things, 
and uh, and finally I kind of arrived at uh, at what I'm uh, doing right now, which is helping people with their with their Airbnb businesses and also you know, having my own Airbnb business. And that's kind of like what I what I gravitated to. Uh, it's been a long road it's with lots of bumps and mm-hmm. ups and downs, as uh, probably every entrepreneur will uh, will will kind of have the same same type of journey. But um, but yeah, right now I'm you know I'm I'm super happy with what I'm doing. It, it, this this lifestyle that I have is uh, is perfect for me. Uh, I, I get to go wherever I want. I can pretty much you know do whatever I want. And uh, it's great. I love it. How did the business? How did how did it start off? So I'm I'm guessing you had an apartment. You decided to rent it out to produce some extra cash flow. Um, tell us about you know the very the very start and how it grew into what it is today. Okay, so I have an econometrics background, which which is all about optimizing. Mm-hmm. And so when I started my Airbnb business. Yeah, you know, my my first focus was uh, how do I make the most of this? You know, how can I how can I use this platform to to make as much money as possible for my apartment? And and I started uh, researching and looking for information, but there wasn't very much at all. Now, this was like end of 2011, beginning of 2012. So it's quite a while ago when Airbnb wasn't that popular popular yet. So. I, I found out that there wasn't much information, so I experimented a lot myself, and you know my my uh, results really improved. Um, I almost doubled the the results um, within a few years from the start. So I realized that there was a lot of potential on the Airbnb platform once you really try to optimize everything. You know, when I started out, I was renting my place out for $150 a night. And you know, now I'm doing, often I'm, I'm getting 250 to 300. And you know, you don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily realize at the time that I could be making so much more money. But when I did realize that, I, re- I also realized that probably a lot of other people could be doing much better, but they're not realizing it. So that's when I decided to write a book. Now, I'd already written a book in the past that was a complete failure. So I learned a few lessons from that experience, and I applied those lessons to, uh, to my new book. And um, the book became you know, a, a, a pretty good success. And um, you know, once, once the book was published and I was getting a lot of uh, positive feedback from it, uh, I figured it'd be fun to start a podcast. And then I, I needed a place to put the show notes, so I started the blog. And yeah, that's how it started. I, I didn't really mean to turn it into a business at the time, but uh, it, it grew and more followers, more people on my email list, everything. And, and suddenly uh, you start realizing that you're kind of running a business. And you know, at some point I started taking, viewing it more as a business and then I started growing it. And that's, you know, that's how I arrived where I'm now. Very cool. Now, what city is your apartment in? In Amsterdam. Okay. What are some tricks that um, people can use? So, I know obviously photography is very important to get better rates on your your rentals, but what are a few tricks of the trade that you can share with the listeners on renting out an apartment? And and I also like to ask you after that, 
what are some things to look for to make sure you're renting a quality apartment when you do book on Airbnb? Okay. So, well, from the host perspective, you know, how do you become a successful host? I, I think it all starts with just realizing that you're getting into a type of business that you're not familiar with. You're getting into hospitality. And so you need to learn a little bit about, you know, what, what, what is hospitality? You know, how do you treat customers? How do you treat your guests? And I, and I think the best way to do that is to use Airbnb as a guest and then pay attention to what you're, you know, what you're looking at, like go through the whole process of finding a listing where you would like to stay and then, you know, observe what are the reasons, you know, what are the different factors that play a role in that decision-making process? Because once you understand that, then you have a much better idea of how you can create your listing in order to appeal to your future guests. So I'd say that's the first step. And then the second step is, you know, just like any other business, you need to figure out, you know, what's your, what's your unique selling point? You know, what's the most attractive part of your, of your property? Is it, is it the property itself? Is it the neighborhood location? Do you have something that other hosts in your area don't have? Is it your style of hosting? Are you providing a better service than other people? You know, you have to have something that makes you stand out. And that's a that's also a personal choice, right? Because if you want to provide really good service, that's also going to take more time. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to decide like what type of host you want to be. And then once you've decided what type of host you want to be, you have to decide what's your audience. Like who are the people that would really love your your apartment? Right? And these are these are things that people typically don't really think about when they start listing on Airbnb. I mean, I didn't think about it either. I just thought, hey, let's put my apartment on Airbnb and see if I can make some money. <laughs> and so and so but I've learned through you know through the years. And to give you an example, you know, I I had a group of guests that consisted of two couples very early on in my Airbnb career. And they told me that they really liked my apartment because my bedrooms are very far from each other. They're on opposite ends of the apartment. And so they could kind of do in the bedroom whatever they wanted without, you know, hearing the other couple, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is, uh, which, which is really, you know, which they really liked. And so I started realizing that, you know, this could be my audience, you know. And so I started marketing my whole listing towards these type of groups. So I, I named my listing you know, perfect couples getaway, nice. which immediately attracts, you know, that, that audience. And since then I've, you know, almost all the groups that I host consist of two couples, you know, so it's, it's kind of like any other business where, you know, you figure out who's your audience, what's your unique selling point and, and, and who, how do you find them? You know, and the third part, how do you find your audience? Well, in air, in this, in an Airbnb business case, it's mostly the Airbnb platform, right? So it's, it's the search results. So then you, you know, you need to make sure that your listing appears high in the search results. I'd say those are the three most important uh, aspects of, you know, starting uh, a successful Airbnb career. What are some ways to get your listing high in the, in the search results? Well, I think, you know, Airbnb, Airbnb um, 
publicly announced like some of the factors that play a role in their search algorithm. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of compare it to Google's search algorithm. It's kind of like Airbnb SEO, right? So there's a number of factors that we know that Airbnb looks at. For example, things like your response time. So you want to respond very fast when you get a message. And uh, it's also you know, your listing appeal is very important because obviously Airbnb wants to show the listings that have the best chance of being booked. So if your listing is very attractive, if you have really good pictures, if you have a, very, a good description and you have very good reviews, then obviously Airbnb you know, is more likely to show your listing because at the end of the day, they want to provide the best user experience for, for the guests that are using Airbnb as possible. So, and, and another thing is, uh, is being very active, like updating your listing often. So Airbnb can see that you're an active host, that you're, you know, you're always busy trying to like improve your listing, updating, you should always have your calendar updated. That's something that's very important because I don't know if you've ever used Airbnb, but um, if you have, you, you, made a, you may have been in a situation where you see a listing that appears to be available for your dates, but then when you make an inquiry, you get a message from the host saying, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, my listing is actually not available. Now, that, that's, a, that's a really bad user experience. Yeah. So Airbnb wants to avoid that at all times. And so it's really important that you always keep your calendar updated. But even by just changing a few prices... Uh, on a daily basis shows Airbnb that your calendar is is updated, right? It's updated every day. And that kind of gives Airbnb the confidence that, you know, your your calendar is 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 updated and you you know you won't have that problem that I mentioned before. That makes sense. Now say you're you're looking for a good quality Airbnb and what are some things to look for to notice if this place is really going to be a good apartment to stay in or am I going to show up and there's going to be rats on the floor and cockroaches running around? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think the the most important uh, thing to look at is the is what the former guests have uh, said about the apartment. So you look at the reviews and, you know, the reviews don't lie. Um, I mean, the, the in the listing description, you know, the host can kind of write whatever they want, but uh, in the reviews, you'll be, always be able to, you know, to see what the experience was really like. Um, so I always, when I search for Airbnb, on Airbnb, I mean, I just uh, I just booked a place in Moscow in in Russia. Uh, I I definitely go for the places with more reviews, especially when you're looking in sort of non-Western countries where there's a bit more of a, you know, the, the, there's a bit more variety in the types of uh, listings that you can find. Um, whereas, you know, if you, if you book something in New York, then you, you, you know a little bit better what to expect than if you're, if you're booking in, you know, a, a country in South America or, or in Moscow, for example. And so, you know, I, I, I found a place with about 60 reviews and they were almost all of the reviews were positive. And, you know, there's always people who like to complain about everything. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be perfect. If, if, if there's like 15 great reviews and there's, there's one or two where, you know, the guest has a, has a few comments, that's, that's not a big deal because, so, I mean, as a host, I also know that 
you know, some people it's really hard to satisfy them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I would look at the reviews and I would look at the pictures and also make sure that there's uh, there's pictures of every single space because, you know, one thing I've noticed is that hosts don't always upload enough pictures to really get a good idea of what the what the place looks like you know true. what the setup is Very how true. many rooms are there how many beds are there you know th- those are really important things so i you know if i can't really get a good idea of what the place looks like and if the reviews are really good i'll send the host a message and i'll i'll say to the host hey you know i can't really see like what type of bed do you have in that bedroom you know, can you upload a few more pictures so that I can I can clearly see uh, exactly how the layout is, and they'll usually do that. Um, but I, you know, you have to be careful. Like if you can't really see every single space in the apartment from different angles, then uh, you know I wouldn't book it because I've I've had some unpleasant surprises in the past where, you know, you're booking a place with two bedrooms and it says there's two beds and then you find out that the second bed is really more like a, you know... Like <laughs> Couch. A, like a, yeah, like an air bed or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So you have, you have to be a little bit careful. Yeah, it's funny. I've done quite a bit of booking and hosting on Airbnb and I have a, I have a few hacks that uh, I'd like to know if you find true too, Jasper. One is if the place has a flat screen TV, I've found that more often than not, that's a good quality apartment. So the places, if they have those old school TVs, you know, the fat ones, I don't even know what you would call them. The ones that have the thing in the back, they're not the flat screens. <laughs> those those um, really, from my experience, have shown that uh, the apartment is not updated and that if the flat screen TV is, is there, it's more modern and a person cares uh, about. Um, so I, that's something that's worked for me. Also, another thing is like the, the bedroom thing. A lot of people will say this is three bedroom and two baths or whatever, but they only have pictures of two bedrooms. And so I'll email them also and or send them a message and say, do you guys have a picture of the third bedroom? I'd really like to check it out. And sometimes they're just like, if they say no, or they say no, or they can't upload another photo. I mean, these days it's so easy to take a snapshot on your phone. If they say no, then I know they're hiding something and I just will let it go and go on to the next listing. And there was one other, oh, and I don't know if you've ever used this Jasper or recommend it, but if there is, if I like an apartment and there's a price on it, and I may try, I'll may message them to see if I can negotiate the price down. Like say it's 500 for the week. I might send them a message, say, Hey, we really like this apartment. Would you take 400 euros for the week? And sometimes they message me back and sometimes they don't, but I've had a few times where that's worked and we've got it at a discount. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very good point. Uh, I actually have a small Udemy course on uh, uh, on Airbnb on Air, for Airbnb guests, which is mo- mostly about negotiating. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and nice. uh, you're, you're totally right. You can you can uh, you can often get uh, between ten and twenty five percent of the price. And you know, if you want to know a few more little tricks when it comes to negotiating, you know, I think one thing that uh, that will help is take a close look at the calendar, because if I'm if I'm renting out and I have like a four day gap or something or a three day gap, it's really hard to fill those gaps. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm booking a gap as a guest, then I know that the host is going to be very very happy with that booking. Yeah. Right. So those are cases where you can kind of like push for a little bit more bigger discount, 
than if you were to you know to book uh, some some dates that uh, are not as convenient. So, for example, if there's a five-day gap and you're booking a three-day stay in between, those one-day gaps are going to be really difficult to fill for for the host. So, in that case, you know you're much less likely to get uh, to get a discount. Yeah. I completely agree. Had that experience also. And another thing, you know, like we booked, we were in Rio last spring, about this time last year, and we booked an apartment and it was great, good price. But then when we got the confirmation with the pictures, it was a pictures of a different apartment. And I messaged the host and I said, hey, what's the deal? This isn't the apartment we booked. He said, oh, that one was booked already, actually. This is, you know, we just put you in this apartment. And I was like, no, you're not putting me in a different apartment from what we booked. And so that's something that there's, there's, you know, for the most part, I believe the hosts on Airbnb are really uh, good quality people and want to do a really great job. And But there's some, there's always a few scandalous people out there that want to do yeah, you know, something shady and and <laughs> give you the wrong apartment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is also something to look out for because there's different types of Airbnb hosts, right? There's the the host who has his or her own apartment and renting it out occasionally or renting it out full time. But there's also the people who who have companies who have like 10, 20 apartments and they've been renting it out for a really long term. And then mm-hmm. Airbnb came along and they're using Airbnb as an additional marketing channel. And, and, and those are, those are typically the apartments where I don't really like to stay. And the reason is because it's, it's not very personal. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, they, if you know, they, they have different platforms where they list their places and they don't always keep their calendar synced. So, you know, you get double bookings, you get all sorts of stuff. And also those experiences are usually like, okay, well, here's the key, have fun, uh, you know, and uh, they don't really, they don't really add value to the experience as, you know, a lot of every other Airbnb hosts do. Like, for example, you know, giving you some local recommendations, making you feel welcome, you know, being very helpful, being very communicative. Uh, providing you a lot of information like a guidebook or maybe even taking you around town. I've had several Airbnb hosts who would, you know, even pick me up from the airport or they would invite me to parties, you know, who who became friends basically. And, and that's much more the experience that I'm looking for. So if I see a listing and I see the owner has, you know, 10, 20, 30 listings, and especially if they don't have a personal photo, but, you know, some sort of like icon, then, you know, it's some sort of like, short-term rental company and you know the apartment might be okay but you're not going to have a very personal experience yeah that makes perfect sense and you have an udemy course on this can we share it in the show notes yeah absolutely and what's the title of that jasper it's airbnb secrets save up to 25 percent on your airbnb stays all right that's that's the title i'm using right now So you're also running, well, you have a couple blogs slash podcast here. You have The Traveling Dutchman, which is a cool blog about your travels around the world. And well, tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll talk more about Get Paid for Your Pad. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the, the travel blog I started in, I think it was end of 2011. Um, and it was really because uh, I was uh, I was too lazy to keep writing emails to everybody. You know, because all my friends and family, they're always asking, like, where are you? What are you doing? 
And so I, I thought, you know, if I if I just have a small website where I can just write what I'm up to, put some pictures there, then I can just pe- tell people to look at my blog. And that's that's kind of how it started. And uh, I've most for the most part I've been just kind of like doing that for fun, um, you know, not really not really uh, as a business. But uh, what was really important is that you know during that process I I learned a lot about blogging. I learned a lot about the business of blogging as well. I went to conferences. I met other travel bloggers because if you're if you're a blogger, you have to you have to know a lot of different things. You know, you have to write, but you also have to you know you have to know about design. You have to know some technical stuff about you know website technical website stuff like how to make it fast, you know, how to make sure there's no errors, and you know how to deal with the Google and SEO and all that kind of stuff. But you also have to know about social media, right? You have to know about email marketing, how to set up an email list, all that kind of stuff. So I learned a lot of really important lessons uh, through building the blog that I could apply uh, later when I started uh, the Get Paid for Your Pad blog. And then you have Get Paid for Your Pad going, which is a blog and a podcast. What are some of the things that you guys address on your podcast? So the podcast, uh, I have two episodes a week. The episode that I release on Monday, I always interview somebody. That could be an Airbnb host, or that could be somebody who works for Airbnb, or somebody who has an Airbnb startup, because there's you know there's now a whole ecosystem uh, that's in, that's developing within the Airbnb niche, where there's tons of companies providing different services to Airbnb hosts to help them manage their listings. And the episode on Thursday, I basically talk about the the news. So I, you know, that's kind of meant to, for people to just keep keep updated with what's going on in the in the world of Airbnb. And that's are those the ones titled this week in the world of Airbnb? That's right. That's the one on Thursday. Yeah, and the ones on Monday they always have a different title. What are some some businesses that you find interesting? that have arised in the Airbnb niche to support hosts and guests? Well, there's a lot of them, you know, and it's uh, it's really interesting to see what those companies because two and a half years ago when I launched uh, my book, or almost three years ago, uh, there was nothing yet. And first came the automated pricing apps, which I think are really, really great because as an, as an Airbnb host, you're basically running like a mini hotel, like a mini bed and breakfast, you know, depending on how many rooms or how many listings you have. Um, and, you know, how do you calculate prices? That was one of the most challenging tasks that uh, that I had to do when I started my listing. And I have a, you know, I have a master's of e- in econometrics. So, yeah, I'm used to like calculating and, and creating a model and, you know, finding the optimal price. But it's really, really hard because... There's so many different factors at play. You know, it's very hard to to know what an optimal price would be, and so it makes a lot of sense to me that there's companies that solely focus on calculating the optimal price for your listing. So they'll look at you know how many people are visiting the city at at the at that point in time. You know how many listings are there in your neighborhood, and how many bookings have there been in your neighborhood. So they try to establish some estimate of demand 
And then based on demand and supply, they can kind of figure out what the best price is. But I mean, it's way too complicated for a host to calculate that. I mean, these these companies have like data analysts, they have computer algorithms. You know, they have they have whole teams that focus on calculating these prices. So yeah, I think that these companies they they make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. But there's also there's also some more, sort of more creative. Uh, ones or ones that you wouldn't think of. So, for example, there's companies that provide online guidebooks. Yeah, so, one company, for example, that I'm using is a company called Hostfully. Um, so, you know, it's very important as a host to provide your guests with information. But instead of sending them a PDF, you know, you can have a company like Hostfully to turn that into an online guidebook. So, you can literally just send a link to your guests. And they can then see a guidebook that that's really nicely designed. That they you know they can print it out. They can bring it with them. And some other interesting ones are there's a, a company called Smart Bean Bean. Who, uh, they do automatic automated messaging because the messaging actually can take a lot of time. And Smart Bean Bean is uh, as as the name suggests, it's it's very smart. You know, if, if the guest, for example, if the guest provides a, a flight number in a message, then SmartBB will send you automatic, automatically, they will send you notifications about the flight, whether it's delayed or whether it's on time. Wow. And also, if, if a guest uh, writes you a message uh, with the word parking, then you can customize different messages and you can have a message being sent out that... That explains the best parking options. So it's 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 like artificial intelligence combined with automated messaging, which is which is really cool, very creative. Do you use any specific services yourself for your business? Yeah, so I, I use a uh, hostly for my guidebooks. I use Beyond Pricing to calculate my prices. I use Smart BNB to send my messages, um, and let's see what else do I use. <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of other ones, you know, there's, 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 for example, companies that, um, that will tell you how many people are in your apartment by counting the amount of people that have logged into your Wi-Fi. Wow. <laughs> nice. I mean, it, gets, it gets really creative. Yeah. Wow. So you can know if they just brought like 15 people to party for the weekend or something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Because you know, when you when you look at Airbnb news stories, uh-huh. and every week there's a there's some nightmare story where you know a, b- a bunch of people trashed uh, an apartment through a party. Yeah. So it's uh you know it's better to get the heads up and and see on this app that there's like 20 people logged into your Wi-Fi and <laughs> you know you can. You can go and check on them or you can give them a call or whatever. So what are you doing if you have a lot of this automated? How much time and, and effort and, and work are you these days putting into your rentals? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, with uh, with all this automated stuff, I don't really have to do anything anymore. Nice. And, and the cleaning too? You know, that's taking well, time. Well, yeah, the cleaning of, is, is one thing that, uh, that you can't really have an app do. Um, at least not for now, but uh, I have a uh, a person who manages my listing because I'm always traveling. So that person cleans the place and also checks in the guests. So all I basically do is, you know, I have messages set up, uh, but sometimes I ha- I have to send a customized message. 
But when my guest books my place, they get an automated message with a link to my guidebook. So they technically they have all the information already. <laughs> but then, you know, it's also important to to build a, a, a bit of a relationship with yeah. your guests. So what I do is I'll, I'll add them on WhatsApp or you know, I'll give them a phone call or, and I'll send them some messages just to have some some sort of personal communication going on, um, which uh, I, I noticed that the guests really appreciate that. And I, I do myself too, because you know when you're traveling to the other side of the world to stay at an Airbnb, it's it's nice to know that the host is is a real person and you can communicate with that person. You know, it makes you feel like uh, you're going to be taken care of, right? Right. So, do you have plans to reinvest and buy some more apartments and create a little Airbnb? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm actually in the process of selling my uh, apartment in Amsterdam, and the reason is that uh, you know the rules have uh, the rules that are in force in Amsterdam. You can only rent out for sixty days. Right. Um, so I, I've been doing it kind of illegally, but they never really enforced it. So you know, I didn't really see a reason reason not to. Um, but now uh, Airbnb is actually enforcing those rules. So they, they block your calendar after you've rented out for 60 days in, uh-huh. in one year. So now I've, I've, I'm selling my apartment. I've already bought uh, an apartment in, uh, in Colombia. Um, I, I am in the process of buying an apartment in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And then uh, preferably I would buy one more apartment, um, maybe in Brazil. Uh, that's one of the places that I'm looking at, or maybe in Chile. So are you are you buying these so you can rotate your travel and then rent out the other ones while you're not there? Exactly. So that's kind of my vision for the next five years or so, where instead of staying in other people's Airbnbs, I can just stay in my own places. And then when I'm not there, I'll rent them out in Airbnb. That's beautiful. Uh, what city in Brazil? In Rio? No, I'm actually... So my favorite place in Brazil is Florinopolis. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit south of uh, Rio. It's about an hour away by plane. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just it's just the, the best place on earth, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. It's, uh, you know, the climate is great, except for in the winter, which is, you know, April through, I'd say May through August, more or less. Then mm-hmm. it's a little bit cold. But the rest of the year, it's, the climate is great. It's, it's really beautiful there's a, there's a big lake where you can do all sorts of water sports. There's all sorts of beaches because it, it's an island, but it's connected to the mainland by, by bridge. So, I mean, there's there's just, you know, it's, it's very safe uh, as well, which is, uh, you know, a concern sometimes when you go to Brazil. It's, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's really, uh, you know, my favorite place. Yeah, I've heard really great things about it. That's cool. I like your I like your strategy. What do you think the future of Airbnb looks like, Jasper? Well, it's a good question. I I, uh, I actually have a really big blog post on my blog where I ask up to sixty people about their opinion on the future of Airbnb, and uh, you know it's really interesting to see what what people have to say. But I think that you know Airbnb is really looking to expand beyond uh, how, just homes. And so they recently launched a thing called trips and experiences. So experiences is where you can, instead of hosting, you can actually provide people with an experience. So that could be, you know, showing them your favorite bars, showing them your favorite restaurants, or for example, you could go kite surfing with them, or you could, uh, you know, 
take them to a theater or something or do an architectural tour. It's any sort of local knowledge that you have or passion that you have, you can share that with with anyone uh, on the Airbnb platform. So I think you know that's uh, I think that's definitely uh, going to be a big part of Airbnb in the future. But then they also they're also looking into you know catering to the to, to the travel crowd, not just homes, but the whole the whole experience. So I think in the future they're going to provide flights. Uh, flight search, mm. flight searches, so you can kind of book on Airbnb. You can book everything. You can book your your flight. Maybe you can even get your Uber through the platform. You can book the experiences that you want to have in your in your city, of your destination destination city. You can book your accommodation. You know, and it's it's really uh, they really want to conquer like the whole travel space and not just uh, the accommodation space. Yeah, that makes sense. And what's the name of that article? It's called the future of Airbnb. Oh, simple enough. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep things simple. Yeah, that was a great show. That was really interesting. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before we wrap up? I'd say uh, one thing that I would say is, uh, you know, um, Airbnb is is really a a great platform that you can use in a lot of different ways. And so, you know, for to give you some examples. Uh, for the listeners, for, for people who are listening, and everybody has a house, right? Everybody has either renting or you own a place, and everybody could be a potential Airbnb host. Mm-hmm. But here's some creative ways how to use the Airbnb platform. So, for example, I, I have a friend who lives in Los Angeles, and he puts his apartment on Airbnb every weekend. And then when somebody books it, he uses the money and takes a road trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> that's and great. He, he, and he uses exactly what he earns on Airbnb. He uses that's his budget. Nice, right? And and so it's 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 a way for you to to travel more basically, right? And keep it cost neutral. Yeah. Which which I think is is a is 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 really a great way to use Airbnb. But I also know people who use airbnb to pay for their studies or or to pay or for example they work up work at a startup and they don't have a salary yet and they use airbnb to get uh, you know to pay the bills and they would just rent out their bedroom and then if they have a guest they just sleep on the couch Mm. and so there's if you know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of creative ways how you can use airbnb you know if you uh if you want to travel more if you want to uh, if you need to to make a little bit of extra cash, I mean, you could also rent out your place or just put it on Airbnb, and then if somebody books it, you can, you know, stay with your family or stay with friends. I know people who stay with their girlfriend or their boyfriend. <laughs> when the, you know, it's uh, so it's it, Airbnb is not just for people who have like a vacation home or you know who are out of town a lot and they or and they they don't want to leave their house empty. You know, it's it's pretty much for everyone. So yeah, that's I guess that's a that's one thing that I would love to share with people is uh, you know think about it. Uh, you know, even if you're not living in a in a very popular like big city, um, you never know who who would be interested in your place. You know, any anywhere where visitors come, and that's pretty much anywhere really. You know, because it's not just tourists; it's also people who travel for business. It's people who visit family or friends. 
you know, there's always demand for accommodation. And so, you know, one, one thing that I always say is if, if there's hotels in your, in your village or your town or your city, that means there's demand for accommodation. So there could also be demand for your place on Airbnb. Very good, my friend. And that, I think, is a great way to wrap everything up. If you guys want to check out more of what Jasper has going on and get paid for the pad, where is the best place that they could do that at? Yeah, so people can go to getpaidforyourpad.com. I have lots of information there about Airbnb. And uh, you know, feel free, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at jasper at getpaidforyourpad.com. And uh, if, you're, if you want to get into Airbnb, you can also check out my book on Amazon. If you search for Airbnb on Amazon, you'll find it. It's one of the first, uh, first uh, showing books on, on the platform. Or you could also search for Get Paid for Your Pad, of course. Very cool. Jasper, we have to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show and sharing all your wisdom about Airbnb and traveling with us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. And listeners, we're going to wrap up the show there for today. Thank you very much for joining us once again, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six- and seven-figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.